Hello, my dear friends. Welcome to Painting Pictures. I'm Gabriel Roberts, coming to you from northern Vermont, Craftsbury, which is known as Craftsbury. The, the T is silent, just like in Vermont. Um, it's spring, supposedly. It's dreary outside. Uh, not to make this a sad podcast, but it kind of is. It's kind of dreary. And it's bringing back memories of last spring, which was also pretty dreary. A lot of rain, a lot of cold. And it's the trade-off. You get peace and quiet, and in exchange, you get kind of shitty weather. If the weather was if the weather was better, there'd be too many people here. So just have to figure out a a rotation, you know, a way to spend only I mean nine months of the year here. I think that would be a pretty solid rotation. I could see spending three years three months. Three months somewhere else, somewhere sunny. But uh wood stove would go wood a wood stove would go a long ways. We've got a Renai heater that does the job, you know, blows the hot air, keeps the temperature where you like it, but it just doesn't feel the same. Also, if you had the wood stove, it gives you something to do when it's dreary outside. It's like, well, I can go chop some wood, stack some wood, build a fire. You get the sound, the smell, the sight of the fire and then and then you're cozy just then you just need a book a cup of tea uh <laughs> you know comforts of home and you're comfortable it's been a little while as um sort of is the huge these days it's been a little while and maybe you were wondering if if that was the end as as you probably wondered before the last installment but it's not this little podcast is just like the little engine that could. It thinks it can, it thinks it can, it thinks it can. No, actually, this podcast doesn't have a mind of its own. It just has me, and it's it's just me, and when I get the computer out and the microphone and some time alone to talk to you, dear listener, and what do you want to talk about today? You could talk about anything, really. No topics off limits. I almost forgot the S in <laughs> limits. Almost said off limit. Those are the things that'll be tough, you know, if you ever are trying to learn English. Things like that. Off limits. You might say off limit. People will laugh at you. You stupid foreigner. It's off limits. Oh, what a tough language. I'd like to learn French. Anybody got any ideas for that? Don't say Duolingo, because <laughs> I tried that. It didn't work. Yeah, I did. I, I probably, you know, spent a couple hours on that. I still can't speak French. So, got to come up with something better than that, Charlie. Um you know, maybe if maybe it's time for us to host a French exchange student. Would somebody from France want to come and live in Vermont? 
I don't know. Maybe. It's got, its name is French. You know, Green Mountain. Wouldn't that be weird if there was places in France with English names? Like Green Mountain? (laughs) Green Mountain, they would call it. And you'd go there just because it was, had an English name. And you'd hope to find some English speakers, but you wouldn't. Like if a Frenchman came to Vermont. Well, not far away, we got Frenchies, of course, just across the board air. It's re- it's not that far. Uh, one of the routes you have to t- you would take from here. See, this is unlike this is an unlikely scenario. You in Craftsbury, Craftsbury, deciding to take a trip to Canada. You know, it's it's highly unlikely, but just stow this away. For that unlikely eventuality because you never know you just never know what could happen you could find yourself here someday and you could find yourself uh wanting to drive to canada well here's my advice if it's during mud season uh take the long way take the long and paved way because there are roads here, dear listener, that will destroy your automobile. You may not even be able to make it through. You you will most likely get stuck. Unless you have a monster four-wheel drive truck. Or a Subaru Forester, apparently, of the of the early vintage. Because we made it through this mucky muck, my friends, that uh would raise hairs on your the back of your neck just seeing this mud would send shivers down your spine if you had a boner it would it would disappear in an instant at the sight of this mud so deep and mucky was this muck i didn't think we were gonna make it now the ridiculous part about this that i would like to point out is that we were aware that this road was closed Thanks to the intel of a friend of mine who had pulled a friend of his out of the mud using his ridiculous monster truck, I was aware that the road was closed on Friday of last week. Okay. So we started off on Sunday, two days later, and we thought, well, we want to go the short and muddy way. We know that the road was closed on Friday, but perhaps it's been opened by now. Perhaps the, you know, there's sort of this uh, idea that there are people out there that are sort of keeping track of the road conditions. It's a it's a wonderful idea. I think it's a, I think it's sort of a a natural American um, assumption that is conditioned into us from living in the first world society that we do you know the roads will be taken care of (laughs) not our job unless you work for the town you know or caltrans or whatever but most people it's not their job and uh the road you know it's on a map has a name has people that live on it it goes from one one place to another we have this expectation that that is going to be a 
a viable route. And that it, if it isn't, if, say, the entire road is turned into a pool of muck, then it will be closed. And we thought, well, if it's closed, we'll turn around. We'll have wasted, you know, a half hour probably total, or 20 minutes at least, in trying to go up and then having to turn around. But it's kind of worth the gamble because if we can proceed, it's like a full 20 or 30 minutes faster than the other way. Anyway, our reasoning aside, we proceeded up this road on Sunday and found that the uh, road was not closed. It was open. And we made it up a couple of the preliminary uphill sections that looked like they could have been rather nasty rather recently, but looked like they'd maybe gotten some attention. And we carried on until we reached uh, the first section of mud. I, 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 it's a, I'm still traumatized by this experience. Nothing really bad happened to me. I was safe inside the car, as were my passengers. But my car had to plow through this ridiculous mud where the ruts were approximately two feet deep, it seemed. And the consistency of the road was like Nutella. Just gobby, goopy, um, you know, not resembling a, a mud pit more than a, a road. And the only thing you can do is maintain speed. Pick a course, hope you've chosen wisely because once you're in a rut, there's no getting out and then you just have to plow ahead. And we made it through. We made it through like three of these sections. Oh God, it was intense. It was intense. And I only later discovered the uh, the casualty on the the day was the bit of plastic underbody cladding at the front of of the Subaru which uh presumably just got left in the mud when we had to plow through so the 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 ruts were so deep that then the the middle of the car starts to you know contact the mud you're getting the picture it's like a plow, except you're not wanting to plow. You're plowing the road with the underside of your car. <laughs> oh, and there were some ridiculous banging noises as it bottomed out on this shit. Um, and I was, you know, I was kind of upset at the at the at at the roadmasters. At some point, they decided. Oh, we got her good. She's clear. We plowed it up a little bit, and they took down the road closed signs and then went home for the weekend, I guess. And then a dozen or so big-ass four-wheel drive trucks come plowing through, and these Vermonters that have the gleeful uh, enjoyment of mud as they do snow when they have a big-ass truck. And they... They enjoy it so much because, uh, so much more because they get to see lesser vehicles with less clearance and smaller tires getting fucked up and destroyed by these roads. And they think, yeehaw, we having some fun now. Mud or snow. 
I'm going to I'm going to rip through this shit. I'm going to rip through it, tear it up, bounce around, slide around, turn around and rip through it again. And that probably happened a few times, uh, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, some beers were drank and the road turned back into hell. Um, and of course the, anyway, that's just the, that's just the reality of living in Vermont. It's some, sometimes some roads aren't roads anymore. They, they don't function as roads and it's up to you to <laughs> figure out when the conditions are ripe for these roads to become mud pits and then avoid them. Stay home or, you know, take the 30 mile detour on the pavement. Those are your options. Or get the get the get the huge truck, get the huge truck with the diesel. I am thinking about it. I've I, I you know I've looked, looked around. There is something nice about feeling like you can go anywhere you need to at any time. Um, but who wants to pay the gas bill? It's not it's not a bill. It's you know it's how much it costs to fill up your tank. It's a lot. Who wants to pay that? I don't I don't want that to be part of my weekly expense buying fucking diesel fuel for my ridiculous truck. It's not me. I don't think I don't think it would uh you know, you got to get a different hat, different sunglasses, you got to listen to some different music. I don't know if I can commit to all of those things. You know, the truck maybe, but I don't know if that's ever going to be me, so I'll just be the guy. I'll just be the guy on the pavement. I'll just be the guy driving around on the pavement in the car that isn't falling apart, hopefully. <laughs> Hashtag goals. Oh, boy. So we uh, put in an offer on a house, folks. Offered We offered some people that quote-unquote own a house a pile of quote-unquote quote unquote I got quotes on quotes on quotes quote unquote that's stupid I should say quote money unquote (laughs) quote unquote it's just it's like two quotation marks nothing in between don't say it don't if you've got nothing to say don't say it don't say don't give us quotes with nothing in between that's like a sandwich that's actually just two pieces of bread. Nobody wants that. But yes, quote, money, unquote, because it's really just a, a, a series of numbers written down by some inept banker. Quote, banker, unquote. <laughs> More like fucking... I don't know, just incompetent. This is the person we're dealing with is in, incompetent. <laughs> I can say that, right? Not saying any names, not not going to give you the name of the the lender. Uh anyway, so they say, "Yeah, sure. We'll quote give unquote you this money for you to give to these people and then you can quote own <laughs> this conglomeration of sticks and plaster that is known as a house and uh we'll see we'll see i don't think they're going to go for it they want 
They're asking something. We're offering something else. You know what I mean? We're not giving them what they want. We are, though. We are giving them what they want. If what they want is to sell their house, we are, we are giving them that opportunity. Just holding it out there for them. This can be yours. This is what can be yours. All of this money and not having to deal with this house anymore. And one day, we're going to be those people. <laughs> and we're going to be we're going to be um looking for people like me, some young suckers to come along uh with starry eyes. <laughs> yeah, I want to buy an old house and fix it up. <laughs> yeah. I want to, yeah, I want to take on a massive amount of debt and pay a bunch of interest. Yeah, I want, I want that. Uh, but it's smart. Everybody we tell, everyone we talk to about it is like, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> and why do they say that? It's solidarity, folks. Solidarity. That's what it's all about. They want to have, they want a feeling of solidarity. They are similarly encumbered with debt and a weird conglomeration of sticks and plaster uh, that they try desperately to keep warm and mold free and dry year after year. <laughs> Pour their savings into. They're doing that and they want you to do it too because then they'll feel better and they'll 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 feel better about the decision that they made. Uh but I I'm I'm legitimately am hoping these people accept our offer. Not to name any names because I can't think of their names right now, but they're going a little crazy apparently these sellers. Last time they came up to their house in Vermont, they got lost. Where's the house? <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> What a weird thing to have happen. I mean, presumably it happened at the end of some, I don't know, 20-hour drive. They came up from somewhere nice. They made it all the way to the Vermont. They knew they were coming to Vermont. And then they got here and were just like, where's the house? <laughs> Where are we? And then they tried to call their son, but they didn't have cell phone reception. I'm making that part up, but that could have happened. That's I could totally see that happening. So then they, I guess, turned around and said, well, we can't find it. I guess we'd better <laughs> go back to Florida. <laughs> what a miserable trip that must have been. And the whole ride back, they're thinking, are we losing our minds? Yes. Yes, you are. You're losing your minds. You can't remember where things are. You know, that's okay. We've got computers. Soon you won't need a mind. We'll be able to figure all that out. I mean, honestly, if they had a GPS system, this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> They'd be here right now. Well, they'd probably wait until May or June. That date starts getting pushed back, you know, the longer you're in Vermont, I think. At first, you're like, oh, yeah, we just get away for a week in February. <laughs> That's great because February is really the toughest month, you know. So when it's cold, it's when it's like, oh, winter's dragging on and it's really cold. And if you just get away for a week, get some sun, then you come back refreshed and that's all you need. And then you do that and then you're here in um, 
the rest of February, and then you're here in March, and you're like, oh, man, March is really the worst. Because at least in February, you've got plenty of snow. It's pretty. You can ski. March, it's like, it's just like it starts to be spring, supposedly, but then you just get all this rain and the snow's melting. It's not as pretty anymore. So I think what we should do next year is we should go for like a month from like mid-February to mid-March. Go to California, get some sunshine. It'll be great. We'll come back refreshed and, uh, you know, come back just in time for spring. So you do that and you get back in the middle of March. And it's still, there's snow on the ground, you know, and it's still freezing cold. (laughs) And uh, and then it just turns into mud season. The roads start liquefying. You know, your boots are covered with mud all the time. You can't even get up and down people's driveways. And you think, all right, next year we're going to do something different. <laughs> and you just keep pushing it back. You keep pushing it back. And I, I, I think that after, if, you know, 10 years or something of this, we'll just be like, you know, September is really nice in Vermont. So let's leave, uh, you know, let's leave October 1st. Let's go for, say, 11 months from, like, beginning of October until uh, end of August. (laughs) Yeah, we live in Vermont. We just spend 11 months of the year in California. (laughs) That'll be us. Yeah, we just need to find somebody to rent our house out in the winter for, like, 11 months. These sound like disparaging, you know, disparaging comments, but don't get me wrong. I love this place. I, uh, I got to play basketball the other day, pick up basketball in a gym. It's great. I didn't, I didn't throw down any dunks, but I did, uh, sustain a serious injury to my face. So in that sense, it felt, uh, you know, like a professional basketball game. Um, it's something you take for granted when you're a kid frolicking around playing basketball all the time is having people to play basketball with that aren't all freaking broken down and old and tired and busy that want to just get out there and romp on the basketball court it's great makes you feel alive and there's some really i'm you know made some friends it's the best way to make friends people see you playing basketball and they're like this guy's all right you know, can't be a bad person. He's out here playing basketball. Do serial killers play basketball? <laughs> no. No, that's the that's fun fact. That is the least favorite sport of serial killers. Uh, golf is a is a close second. No, actually, I could see them liking golf. You know, <laughs> solitary. You could swing a club. Um keeps keeps track of things on a little <laughs> a little note card <laughs> um clean off you know clean blood off of your balls in the golf ball cleaner so yeah played some basketball and made some friends and and that's what it's all about so for whatever reason this uh you know, damp place. 
this temperate rainforest of Vermont has attracted some really cool people. And I don't, you know, let's hope it keeps happening. I'm, I'm obviously hurting the cause with my uh, talk of these roads and terrible weather, but let's hope it keeps happening. I, I think it's just, it's, it's no matter how shitty it is, it's it's not the kind of shitty that is like uh, soul crushing, you know. Like you could get really tired of the weather and and you could get depressed, but you're not gonna be like um, depressed in the way that somebody that lives in a big city and like doesn't have any friends. And it like has to pretend to be somebody they're not all the time could get depressed. So it's just, you know, it's different. And I think a lot of people prefer this kind of depression to the, to the, you know, to the no friends and acting sort of depression. At at least here, everybody else is depressed too. They know that you're depressed and it's okay. And it's so you, you're part of the club, you know, and and you don't have to pretend to be somebody you're not. That's the great thing about Vermont. And, and you can't really, you know, you could try for a little while and people would just be like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, we can tell who you are. Um, you know, you can continue pretending if you want to. But it's the community. This, it's drawn people out here from different walks of life. You know, walk of life A, walk of life B. And they come out here and they get away from it all you know you really do use no cell phone service nobody's talking about the news people are just talking about like you know bear baiting and uh you know the mud and the snow and the weather which is great and you get to meet people and you get to make friends and this particular place in Craftsbury is awesome for that. I really do feel like we've found a little community here and we have friends and you know, you get enough friends and pretty soon you've got a friend that has a sauna, got a friend that has a hot tub. You got a friend that has a big truck to pull you out of the mud. You got a friend who's raising chickens. You've got a friend who's raising bees and you get to trade things. You know, our neighbors gave us cheese yesterday really good cheese from famous local cheesery creamery welcome but cheesery is fun formageria 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 no see i still recording this podcast hasn't taught me french yet yeah we got some cheese um so that's what it's all about. And that's why we want to be here. And it seems I I even despite the the shitty weather, you're still going to get people that come up here in the summertime and they see this place and that and that's all it's going to take for them to be like sign me up. That's what I want. Look at all these people out here when they're plaid and their beards and they're actually actually chopping wood you know not just like playing some wood chopping game on their smartphone uh they're actually building houses you know these people are cool these people are cool i want to be a part of this so let's hope that keeps happening 
but not too much, obviously, because then it would, you know, it would be ruined. Uh, that is what that is what people you know will tell you when you say you're from somewhere like California. They'll just say, "Oh, you've been here in the winter yet," and that's their that's their big thing. You know, you've been here in the winter. It's like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I have. It sucks. I didn't die. You know, I didn't move. I didn't be like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I can't take it. Can't take it for one more day. Honey, we're packing up. Get the fuck out of here. This is bullshit. <laughs> no. Never. It hasn't happened. Maybe it will someday. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Tired of this shit, man. No, we had some sun. We had some sun yesterday, for God's sakes. And the day before that. And on Easter. We've had some sun. And that's all it takes. And in this evening, the sun will probably come out. It often comes out in the evening. I go, oh, hey, sun. There you are. Ah. Ah. Ah, sun. <laughs> it's pretty much what everybody does around here. It drops what they're doing, goes, runs out into the road. Ah. Sun. <laughs> and then you get to peel the plastic off of your windows and doors. You've got this lovely plastic, and you peel that off, and then you get to go in and out your sliding glass door. That's the dream. That's where we're headed. So what do you need to know? Um, I'm here thinking about buying a house. Probably going to be like working on a working on a house forever. The thing is, there just aren't very many houses out here. You know, you know, Charlie, you're not going to get some development company that's like, oh yeah, let's build a dozen affordable starter homes in Craftsbury. So your options are acreage. You can do the whole buy a piece of land and then build a house thing. Which is a fun idea if you're just loaded and have nothing better to do. Sure, I would do that. But it's really expensive. You know, you got to call in the big guns for so many things. Drilling the well, pouring the foundation, grading the road, making a road, digging a trench for the power line. I mean, all this shit. You got to get... Hire the big guns for that. And that's that's where all your money goes. So we don't want to do that. Then um, then your options are you can say you want a house that like is put together and doesn't need any work. It's like ready to go. Then you're going to have to pay, you know, $250,000, which to you maybe doesn't seem like that much money because I've looked, I've seen. I've been on Zillow and I've typed in zip codes other than this zip code and I know what's going on out there. <laughs> I've seen it on Zillow. Okay, I know that $250,000 to you might seem like a freaking steal. Well, come on out to Vermont. You can get a really nice house for that much money. Fucking really nice house. But uh, you're probably going to have to find a job... <laughs> And then you're just going to have to compare, like, your income 
And like what might happen is you might get a job and it might have it. The income might be lower than what you're accustomed to. And then that $250,000 doesn't seem like so much of a steal, does it? You get it. You get it. I'm belaboring that point. And then you've got option three. And that is buy an old house that needs to be fixed up. And that's probably what we're going to do. And that's what everybody around here does because that's, that's what there is. The houses around here are old as dirt. <laughs> 1800. You can buy a house that was built in 18 fucking hundred. How ridiculous is that? And it's just over the years been um, patched back together again and again and again. And now, over 200 years later, don't make fun of me for how long that math took, okay? I'm recording a podcast. I didn't want to get it wrong. I didn't want to just rattle off some number and have it be wrong, okay? I took my time. It's like in carpentry I'm learning. Just take your time and do it right the first time. 200 years later, that house that some random-ass farmer built in 1800 um, can be yours. <laughs> a piece of history can be yours. And it can be it can be really cool. It can be a really cool process. You can go in there, you can um but it's just weird. It's like why are we <laughs> why can't we build a house like the farmer did? Well, because building a house nowadays costs what do they say? Two hundred dollars a square foot? So if you're gonna build a two thousand square foot home, it's gonna cost you four hundred thousand dollars. That's approximately the price of poker these days. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with modern building technology and materials as opposed to whatever Joe Farmer had lying around. And it's because we expect to be able to walk around in our underwear in the middle of winter. (laughs) And we don't have a brood of children to go fetch firewood for for us. Gonna give credit that joke. Credit for that joke goes to a guy named Isaac because he said it. I don't want to be a joke stealer. We're talking about what the hell do people do? This house we're putting an offer in has no insulation in it, which is not recommended in Vermont. That's one of the first things you learn out here. If you're gonna build a house, it's a really good idea to insulate it. It's like it's pretty important. <laughs> it's right up there with, um, no, it's actually the, mo- you know, well, uh, putting a roof on it, it's probably the most important thing. And then after that is putting some insulation in it. And we were wondering, what the hell did these people do in 1800 with no insulation? Vermont wasn't warmer back then. Maybe it was. I don't know. Well, answer there, Daily Double, they had a wood stove. Uh, They had a lot of trees that they were constantly cutting down and chopping up into firewood. And they had a brood of children that kept that fire fetching firewood. And you just kept the fire going all the time. It's pretty simple, really. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we really need to insulate it, actually. I think we need to just have a bunch of kids uh, and start chopping down trees. (laughs) Sounds like a plan to me. (laughs) Where do we start? Well, when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much, that's how it begins. What else? I don't know. Um, 
got this I got this great job still and I'm getting days off when it rains and basically whenever I want to. And all I have to do is ask. <laughs> it's great. All I have to do is ask and be like, hey, uh, can I not work today? And they say, sure. Just give us a call when you're ready. That's my job, and that's my kind of job. Loving it. Uh, I don't know. What, what? What? I don't have anything, okay? I don't have any other things written down, topics. Just want to say hi. Hi again, listeners. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Website for the podcast and for me and for you. If you want to go there, make it your own. Uh. You know, if you have any ideas of, like, a new widget you want to see in the sidebar, let me know. The website is GabeRobertsArt.com. G-A-B-E-R-O-B-E-R-T-S-A-R-T.com. And the email for the podcast, well, it's actually an email for me. <laughs> it's my email address. It's mine. <laughs> it's GabeRobertsArt at gmail.com. Do you ever have the sinking suspicion or creeping fear that Gmail is just going to start charging you like $3 a month all of a sudden? It'll just be like, hey, we're adding some enhancements. And for all this storage and all the wonderful features that you enjoy, it's now going to cost you $2.99 a month. Don't worry. We already have your credit card information because we're Google. No need to enter that. Um... And actually, no need to agree to this because you already agreed to it when we updated our terms of service five years ago when we hatched this dastardly scheme. So you're good. Uh, We're just going to start taking a little bit of your money. And you won't feel it. You will not even feel it. $2.99 a month, you're not going to feel it. (laughs) Okay? It's not going to hurt a bit. And then they're just going to start gradually ramping it up like netflix has done netflix fucking they got us good they had us going you know first came out Ooh, this is great uh don't need to go to the video store and my dad has a netflix account and that means that me and all of my friends can watch netflix because Apparently Netflix, well, what some people thought is I, they just haven't figured out like that a bunch of people are signing in on different devices and stuff because like, it's not a very good business model if everyone can just share passwords. Well, they knew. <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing, which is getting everybody hooked on their product. It's like giving out free drugs. It's like, well, this isn't a good idea. And then two months later when you're fucking addicted addicted to those drogas you're like oh i need to get some i need to get some i need to get some and i'll pay you so it's actually really smart (laughs) really smart business model and they fucking got us so first first they um did the thing which they'd known how to do all along which is not well first i think they raised the price a little bit and to like 9.99 everyone's like oh well it was really cheap Again, $2, you're not going to feel it. And then they proceeded to lock it down. They locked it down. They stopped the gravy train. And now 
you have to pay extra if you want to have more than one computer watching it at once. And so there you go. Revenues are skyrocketing. And everyone's like, well, I guess that makes sense. I've just been getting a free ride this whole time. So um, uh, they deserve it. Um, I'm sorry. Here's my money. Got us good, Netflix. You bastards. You bastards. You got us so good. Well, um, hopefully Gmail doesn't do that. But if they do, I'm gonna get a gonna go somewhere else. Gonna take my emailing business elsewhere. It's really not like I need that email address. Honestly, I think they might think that I might be like, Oh my god, all those emails and all those email addresses. Oh, I need them. I'll lose everything. All of my contacts. I won't be able to get in touch with anybody. Nobody will know who I am, where I am. Honestly, folks, you 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 can find me, right? If that email address changes. Uh, I'm sure you can find me. And I don't really... I mean, I have friends, but like... I don't have like a feel like I have like a big like online sort of network with like a bunch of people that I just communicate with via email that I would like lose touch with. I basically I guess what I'm trying to say is I've already lost touch with everybody that I'm going to lose touch with. <laughs> Ain't got nobody else that's like hanging on by some email thread where we occasionally correspond via email that I'm going to lose touch with if I lose that email. So, Google, I I have nothing to fear from you. Nothing to fear from you. That's the Smoky Joe. Those are the basic beans, the framework. Um, feel free to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Drop a nice five-star rating or leave a review if you like. Um, do go, do do visit the website and check out the article I just wrote on Elon Musk's biography. That's right, Elon Musk. Um, there was a biography written about him that's a complete fucking joke, just a complete joke. Um, and I wrote a whole uh, blog post about it. You might like that. So that's at GabeRobertsArt.com. There's also a new background for April. There's some T-shirts. Some buttons. You can subscribe to the Patreon page. Go to the Amazon link. No, none of that stuff. Not yet. Probably never. Probably never going to do that. Probably never going to like make this into a business. <laughs> that was an idea for a long time. Oh, I just gotta, I just gotta keep putting them out there. Get on Twitter, share it. Get more subscribers. Start emailing some agents, booking some shows. That I still want to do. God damn it. I still want to do. I got to get up there. Got to get up there on the stage. Got to get up there. Got to see what happens. But in terms of like this podcast being some sort of business venture, no. No, my business venture might be uh, raising sheep. (laughs) Making things out of wool. Okay, maybe we'll see. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you guys think I should do? Should I? Do you like the sheep idea? 
or um, should I wait? Should I have goats and like milk them and make cheese? Do you like goat cheese, Chev? <laughs> Maybe I do speak French. <laughs> no, still don't. Still no French. Well, folks, that was forty-five minutes. Impossible, inconceivable. Felt like a moment, just but a moment. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I, I don't know how, I honestly do not know how that much time just passed. Hope you had a good trip. If you were driving, a good walk. If you were walking, maybe you're doing dishes. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. Uh, any questions at all, send me an email. Um, take care. Happy spring. Be well. Be kind to your neighbors. Be kind to yourself. Um, take pictures or not. Don't take pictures. Enjoy the moment. Until next time, my dear friends, adios. going to leave you with a song here. This is a cover of Fake Palindromes by Andrew Bird. My dewy-eyed Disney bride, what it's tried Swapping your blood with formaldehyde Monsters Whiskey plied Voices cried Fratricide Jesus don't you know That you could have died You should have died With the monsters we talk Monsters that walk the earth She's got red lipstick And a brown pair of shoes She's got knee high socks what to cover a bruise She's got an old death kit She's been meaning to you She's got blood in her eyes And her eyes for you She's got blood In her eyes for you Certain fat stripes and plants Singles ads Run you hot and cold like a rarestat I mean a thermostat So you bite on a towel Hope it won't hurt too bad My dewy-eyed Disney bride What is tried? Swapping your blood with formaldehyde What? Monsters who talk Monsters who walk the earth says I like long walks and sci-fi movies You're six foot tall and east coast bred Some lonely night we can get together And I'm gonna tie your wrists with leather Drill a tiny hole into your head Oh I'm gonna drill a tiny hole to your head